Hey guys, it's Jamie Scrimger here, second wife, stepmom of three, and mom of one. And you're listening to my podcast, where we talk about all things motherhood, stepmotherhood, and living a kick-ass life. If you're ready for raw and real conversations and are striving to live your very best life, then you are in the right place. Every week, I'll provide you with tips and strategies and mindset shifts to inspire you to live your own version of a kick-ass life while bringing you along as I create my own. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. So on this week's episode, Darren is back and we are chatting about second marriages and why we actually think it is a good thing to be in a second marriage. And you know, every single week I get emails from stepmoms or DMs from stepmoms who are feeling insecure about being their husband's second wife. They are sad that they didn't get to experience those first together and they're just struggling to find their place in their family. It's almost like they feel like they're the runner up or the second best. And honestly, I get it. I have been there. There were many times at the beginning of our relationship where I felt insecure about being the second wife or like the first that Darren and I were experiencing in our marriage weren't as important because he had, it was almost like a been there, done that for him. But honestly, that's just not the case. And there are so many reasons why being in a second marriage is actually a good thing and why it puts you at almost an advantage over people who are in first marriages. Now, that's not to say it's not hard as hell. It totally is. And the divorce rate for second marriages, especially when kids are involved, I think it's in the 70%. So it's not like you, it's super easy and you don't have to do the work. You absolutely do need to do the work on your marriage, especially when you're in a second marriage. But There are so many reasons why, if you are able to do the work, you're going to end up better for it. So today in this podcast, Darren and I are sharing four reasons why we think that being in a second marriage is actually a good thing. Let's dive in. Welcome back to the podcast, Darren. Thanks. Another early morning. Are you excited to be here with me at 640 this morning? As excited as I can be to be up at 6.30 in the morning doing a podcast. Well, you know what? In the last podcast, you told everyone that you're always up this early. Well, I am up, but not usually doing a podcast. Whatever. All right. So today we are chatting about, well, I'm going to back up for a second. A few months ago, we were in the kitchen and we were just talking about our marriage and how things were going and how we feel at this point. So we are, have we been married seven years or six years? I always get confused. We've been married six years. Six years. Okay. So we're coming up on our sixth wedding anniversary, right? Yes. I don't know why. Why can't Sorry, I Yeah. This? Yeah. Six. We've been together. Yeah. We've been together seven years. We've been together seven years. We've been almost, we're almost no, no, married. No, we, yeah. Yeah. Seven years. I feel like we should know that for the record. <laughs> so we are coming up on our sixth wedding anniversary and I feel like our marriage is better than it's ever been. Yeah. It's really good. <laughs> But we started talking about just second marriages in general. And we, you know, there's this thing with second marriages where the stepmom often gets super insecure and feeling like it's not as important as the first marriage. And just there's, I guess, not even like a stigma around the second marriage, but just maybe some insecurities around it. And we were talking about why we actually think that there are so many pros to being in a second marriage versus a first. I agree. 
<laughs> so just today, what I wanted to talk about, because it's really easy as a stepmom to get wrapped up in the fact that you didn't get his first and that he was with someone before and all of the insecurities that come with being the second wife. But there are so many reasons why that is a positive for your marriage. And we are going to dive into that today. And the other thing I think I should comment on is that as time goes on, a lot of people don't even know this is a second marriage. Yeah. You found that, I think. And I see that all the time when I meet friends that are older, say 50s or 60s, and you get talking and then they'll say, oh, we've been together 15 years. And you do the math and think, well, this they either got married really late or this is a second marriage. But you would never know unless something like that comes up. And so I think after a while and when you don't have the co-parenting and the kids grow up that people don't even realize it's a second marriage. Yeah, it just is what it is. And I think that happens also just over time when you're in, you know, even in the early stages, I don't even think about the fact that I'm your second wife, except for the fact that I talk about it every day as part of <laughs> my platform. But if I didn't talk about it as part of my platform and have it in regular conversations, it wouldn't be something that I even think about. Like I, the very beginning, I did feel like an outsider. I did feel like there were so many memories that I wasn't a part of. And I just was really struggling to find my place in our family and in our extended family, like with your parents and your sister and, and all of that. But now it is really is one of those things that as time goes on, it's not, it's not even a thing. Yeah. I think we've made our own traditions and uh, we've come together and, and blended things that uh, have uh, a lot of memories now. Yeah. So, Wonderful memories. I think so. Yeah. All right. So let's dive in because we have four reasons why we think that it is actually a good thing to be in a second marriage versus a first. So the first one. Well, one thing I'm going to say, don't go get married once and then get married again because the second time will be better. Yeah, because yeah, it is kind of hard. There is also <laughs> There's some... a lot of difficulty that comes with it. But anyways, <laughs> I get what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But the first thing is, is that marriage it gets better and stronger each year. So I've I've actually read a blog post about how when you are a stepmom, there is no honeymoon phase. Like you you get married, you say I do, and you are in the trenches. You are dealing with an ex-wife, there's co-parenting, you have stepchildren. There's no time when you're just hanging out and being married together. And that's really the only, there's no honeymoon phase. Yeah, you don't get that period where you date for a long time and and... And then get married and Breakfast in a few bed. years before kids, because in our case, there were already kids involved. So you dive right into yeah being a stepmom. Yeah. I even think about that first year when we were married or the first day after we got married, like we woke up in the hotel room, your parents had had the kids and we had to go pick up the kids and do Father's Day. Like we didn't dive right into the honeymoon either. We dove right back into parenting. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. And there's a lot of struggles in that first year. And if you haven't listened to the first episode of this podcast, I talk about, or we talk about the first year of our marriage and how difficult it was. Cause it wasn't easy that first year. No, it's a big adjustment. It's adjustment for both of us. It's adjustment for the kids and yeah, it comes with its trials and tribulations. Yeah. And, but then as time goes on, so, you know, you are dealing with the real stuff right out of the gate. So you have so many challenges that you need to overcome together. So that's almost a positive because if you can get through those first few years and navigate your way through and come up with systems so that you can deal with all the extra stressors in a better way, you end up having a stronger marriage with stronger communication skills and stronger just a stronger bond in way that you address tough stuff in life. 
Yeah, I think so. Because like you said, you get right into the trenches right away. So it's, you know, you see some marriages that fail because they get married and they have the honeymoon phase and they have that time alone and then they have kids. And then all of a sudden they're in this phase that is very different than what they were used to and they grow apart. I think that's just one of the reasons. I'm sure there are lots of others, but that's one of the big reasons. Well, yeah. And they haven't had to deal with any tough stuff. So then when we get to the situation where you are dealing with those struggles, you haven't built those communication skills or those problem solving skills because you didn't have those struggles in your marriage. So for us, we dealt with all of the crap right out of the gate and we, you know, built those skills, if you will. We did. And, you know, we say it was going right into the trenches and it was tough. It was also a lot of fun and we have some laughs now and we have some great memories. And I think you can look back on it and it was tough at the time and it made us stronger, but there are some great memories. And I think we alluded to that before that now we have our memories. And I think it was that struggle that makes some of the best memories when you look back on it. Yeah, for sure. And I think that when you have struggle and you are dealing with stressors in your life, it's really easy to fixate on everything that's going wrong. But there, there were, yeah, there were so many things. We had a lot of good times that first, those first couple of years, but like it was hard, Darren. It was hard for you because it was a big change from what you had been experiencing yeah. before we got married. Yeah. So I was used to, you know, I was used to the being busy and and all of the activities that come with kids and working and then kids stuff and you don't get as much time to yourself. You weren't. You were on your own. You were a bachelorette. You had lots of time to yourself. So that was a big change for you. I was used to it. So again, that's more pressure on the on you than it was on me. But then you also had to deal with me. You had to deal with a little bit of crazy. And that for was me. a lot of pressure. Yeah. Well, but it, it was right. Like we can joke around about it, but it really was. There were times. Yeah. It was uh, trying. And you had to deal with co-parenting and an ex-wife and trying to figure out how you're going to navigate that. Like there just was a lot in that first year. So, you know, that's really what we, we wanted to kind of hone in is that those first couple years, if you are in them right now and you're feeling like it's so freaking challenging, you are developing it. I, it's character building shit. Like it literally is. It makes you stronger and you're going to come out better for it. I really, I truly believe that. I think so. Yeah. All right. So the second reason that we think that a second marriage is a good thing is that, well, it's a good, this is a good thing for me. I get a better version of you. I really do feel like I get a better version of you than you were in your first marriage because, you know, as much as, it's easy to look at your husband's first marriage and think that maybe he didn't do anything wrong and that it was all her or whatever. You made some mistakes too. It takes two to tango. It takes two people to have a failed marriage. And I'm sure you came out of that. Well, I know you came out of that marriage with some lessons under your belt and some new perspectives in terms of what's important. So I end up getting a better version of you than you were in your first marriage because everyone just grows in life and you grow from your experiences. Oh, I totally agree. I think I learned a lot. And when you and I got together, I had learned from mistakes I had made in the past. I learned when to bite my tongue. You learned you to negotiate a little better. Yeah, a little bit. Oh, can't imagine what that was I, like then. <laughs> but yeah, you and, and I've grown and matured as well. So you do learn a lot from the mistakes. And you look back on it and realize when you're in the thick of things and things aren't going great in a marriage, you, you, you just go with what your instinct is or how things are rolling. But now you and I are really good at 
sitting back and when we have some conflict or we're not agreeing on something or one of us has a different direction that we want to go in, we're really good at understanding each other and sitting back. And, and, and so I do think you get a better version. I get you, you think you get somebody that's learned from their mistakes. And I mentioned it to you one day when you and I started dating, I know we moved along fast or fairly fast, but I knew exactly what I wanted if I was going to get remarried again, because you made a mistake or you're not a mistake, but you weren't successful in a first marriage. So you're not going to go do it again and be unsuccessful. You want to make sure that the person that you're with is, is, is someone that you think you're compatible with. And we can go into all of those things, but I was uh, very confident in what I wanted. And our first date, we've talked about it lasted eight hours mm-hmm. and it wasn't an interview, but I learned a lot about you and what I really liked in that first eight hours. Yeah. We went out for dinner and we literally sat there until the restaurant pretty much kicked us out. We just chatted the whole time. And it was wonderful. And I had been out on a few dates, but I knew right after that, that, you know, this is somebody I would like to see again. And you, you really intrigued me. And I thought this is a person that I could spend more time with. Yeah, no kidding. You asked me so many times after that first date, like the 24 hours or 48 hours after that date, do I get to see you again? Can I please see you again? Like you, you loved me. You really (laughs) loved me. You really, you know what you loved, you were into, you were really into me. And I always say, if I wasn't equally as into you, I would have been like, this guy is coming on strong, but we both knew what we wanted and we knew that this felt right. It was a good bond. I mean, you don't always have that. Yeah, I, I went out on a few dates and I knew right away. I'm like, I don't think this is ever going to go anywhere. But again, there, I was I was intrigued by so many things you said and we got along great and we we talked late into the night and it was it was a wonderful first date. So I think coming off of a first marriage, if you're going to go into another relationship and I'm not even saying marriage, you you have a pretty good idea of what you want and what you don't want. Yeah. And I do think it's really important for people when they've, when they're leaving a first marriage and they're entering into a second, why don't you take a moment and really look back on that first marriage and think about what you could have done differently? Because it's really easy when a relationship fails to sit there and remember all of the things that the person who you were married to did and why you are no longer like you can blame the other person for so much, but I think it's really important to own your stuff and to think about how you could have approached situations differently. And you've done that, right? But I know there are people who leave their first marriage, just kind of pissed off at the other person and have this anger and resentment and not owning how they maybe contributed to the end of the marriage. Because like I said, it does take two to tango. Yeah, exactly. I think too many people, you know, the grass is green and then they go over the other side, it's green, maybe just a little different shade and you don't learn anything where... I think I learned a lot and I think a lot of second marriages, the, the the person that's in the second marriage has learned a lot from their first, I would think. Yeah. And I know when I go into my second marriage, I'm going to look back on what I'm just joking. <laughs> just joking. I love you, honey. Hey guys. All right. I'm just going to interrupt this podcast for about two seconds here because I just want to make sure that all of the stepmoms know about the exclusive community for stepmoms that I just launched. So as most of you know, I write blog posts and post videos all about my experiences as a stepmom and about our blend of family life. I keep it positive, but I don't sugarcoat the challenges. And I'm really here to provide stepmoms with tips and strategies 
so that they can show up as the best stepmom possible. I have an online Facebook group, a public Facebook page, and I'm all over Instagram. And guys, I cannot tell you how many times stepmoms have reached out to me and told me that they really want to engage with my content, but they don't want their husband's ex-wife or their mother-in-law or anyone in their life to see that they're struggling. They don't want their stepkids to stumble across their posts, and I totally understand that. I also have had so many stepmoms say that they've posted on my page or in my group and then someone in their life has literally taken a screenshot and sent it to people in their family, which by the way, I think is so brutal, but that's what happens with social media. It's not private. Anyone can see anything and the internet is forever, even in closed Facebook groups. So knowing that so many stepmoms were struggling and craving that online interaction, but weren't comfortable doing it on social media, I decided to launch an exclusive community for stepmoms. In this community, you get exclusive content that's not shared anywhere else, regular interaction with me and my team, a monthly Q&A where you can ask me anything and everything, and unfiltered conversations all with the purpose of providing you with tips and strategies and a community so that you can show up as the best stepmom possible. And guys, it is all off social media. Even the forum is like a Facebook group, but not on Facebook. It is a private community that only members can access. So if you are craving privacy and support and friendship, and you just want to feel like you're not freaking crazy for feeling the way that you do, check out my online community. All the details are at www.jamiescrimger.com forward slash membership. All right. So what would you say? your number one thing that you have taken from that first marriage that has helped us communicate better in this marriage? Like, is there anything that has really helped us in our problem solving and the way that we communicate with each other? I think the fact that we communicate regularly and you're pretty clear and concise when you don't agree with something, I think that's good because I think too many people bottle it up and it might cause conflict for a short period of time, but at least it gets it on the table. I've learned to not go to the beat of my own drum all the time. You have? (laughs) Really? Anyways, I realize that, you know, I might want something and, you know, I'll come to you and say, this is what I want to do. And you'll say, well, you're not asking, you're telling. And so I've learned to say, what do you think? Or are you in agreement to this? Or... I think I've learned that. I've, I've again, I've learned to bite my tongue sometimes and wait on things. You have, eh? Well, you're not great. <laughs> you should see the look on my face right now. No, I think. No, I do think we address things as a team, and yeah, you do ask for. You, we just ask each other's input on certain things instead of just doing whatever we want because we are a team, and how you act and things that you do impact me and the kids, and vice versa. And you know what? That's actually something you've gotten a lot better of as our marriage has gone on, too. Yeah, and I think we also not because the business that you're in, but we will sit down at times and just look back at things and how did we handle something and what could we have done different? And I think that helps me too. When you say to me, you know, yesterday morning, uh, I was asking you something and I really needed attention and you were busy trying to get ready for work. And that's when I needed a hug and I needed, when you tell me that, then I can cue next time that, okay, yeah, I'm busy and I have a lot going on in my head right now, but you really need something from me right now. And I have to make that a priority. And and we've touched on that before that sometimes in a first marriage, you're so busy 
trying to build your career, have a family, you know, get kids to different sports, get them involved in things that you get caught in the weeds and you forget about each other or you forget about the most important thing, which is your spouse and your family. Yeah, for sure. And I do think to just to kind of go back on that, that's something that a lot of people don't do. So what Darren was saying there, so yeah, yesterday I was telling him something and I wanted to, I was just telling him something that was really important to me and I was feeling a little emotional about, and I went to him and I told him like, this is what's going on. What do you think? And you kind of one worded me and you just, you were doing, you were multitasking. And I would say men aren't the best multitaskers from <laughs> my experience. So you kind of brushed it off and you gave me a response, but it was what I needed. So instead of me being like feeling rejected or feeling like my needs weren't being met and letting those emotions fester, when you came up to the bedroom, I was like, Hey, so that would have been the time when you gave me a hug and kind of had a conversation with me about it. I was feeling just like you didn't even acknowledge that I'm struggling here right now. And we talked about it and then we moved on. So we literally address things as they come up so that we can do better next time. Yeah. And I think I'm becoming more aware of that. And I think that's a a good thing that sometimes as a husband with a a second wife, we don't understand the things that you might be struggling with. And I'm starting to get a better understanding. So when I know that you were emotional and you needed a hug and you needed me to have a conversation with you, and I was busy doing what I thought was important. And then often I'll go to work or I'll go do my thing and then realize, wait a minute, I didn't take the cue there. So, you know, in between meetings or something, I might shoot you a text, hey, love you, or give you that quick phone call. How's your day going? Or when I come up to the bedroom, say, I'm sorry, I was I was busy, but let's talk about this. Mm-hmm. I think I'm getting better at that. I think you're too. And I never used to do that, but I think that's really important. In any marriage, not even a first, not even just a second marriage, that's important in any marriage. So if you feel like your feelings aren't being met or you feel like you're not feel, getting fulfilled by your partner, It is entirely okay to tell them that and tell them what you need because we're not, no one's mind readers. I don't know what you need and you don't know what I need unless we communicate it with each other. That's right. Right. Okay. So the third reason why I think that it's a positive thing to be in a second marriage is this is more about me. I have grown so much as a person because of the challenges that we have in our co-parenting relationship and you know, custody schedules and all of the challenges that come with being a stepmom. Like I said before, it really is character building. And if you're open to it, you can grow so much from the challenges. And I'm talking communication here, you know, my ability to communicate, my ability to pick my battles, look at the bigger picture. Like there are so many positives to the challenges that we've gone through. And I think I wrote a blog post on this before why I'm, I'm grateful. I think I said, I'm grateful for all the bullshit in my life because it really has helped me grow and become a stronger person. Yeah, I agree. You, you've got a whole different outlook on things than you did seven years ago when you jumped into this. So I think you have grown a lot and I think you're really good now at saying we've been down this before. We, we know what to expect. It, it changes every time, but we know what the outcome or, what we can expect or what we can control and what we can't control. And I think you're very good now at navigating that. Yeah. And I think, well, and I think we both, I think we both have grown from it too, but you know, there are so many extra stressors that come with being a stepmom and just going through, just going through all of the emotions. And if you're open to it, if you're ready to kind of do the work and work on yourself and reflect on yourself, 
all of the lessons that you learn in your step family dynamic can trickle into all other areas of your life. And I think that that's what's happened here. And that's what I'm really encouraged stepmoms to do is say, you know, take your situations and instead of placing blame on everyone else, think about, okay, how can I grow from this? What have I learned here? How we, how can we do things better next time? Because if you're open to those lessons, it will be beneficial to you everywhere in your life. Oh, I think so. And it is easy just to point the finger and blame, but sometimes the the bigger person just has to accept what's going on. And, and it's easier to, when you hold that pent up anger and, and you don't resolve a situation, it's worse. It eats away at you. So there's times when, you know, you have been really good at, let's just figure this out, whether it's with me, whether it's with my ex-wife, whether it's with the kids. And, and even though you may not actually do that i uh, you know sometimes you will write things down just what you know what your thoughts are and i think that's good too yeah even last night we were going to bed and i said i'm just going to need to journal some stuff out right now i just need to kind of process some stuff and that's how i process things but it's important to own what you're going through in your perspective instead of just placing blame on everyone else because if you're constantly blaming everyone else even if they may be the ones who are causing the issues in your mind it's you're not going to grow. So own your shit, find the lessons and figure out a way that it can help you grow as a person because that's invaluable. Yeah. Cause it's, it's so easy to get caught up in when somebody else is playing petty games or making your life difficult to let it eat at you. And I think, again, we're trying to stop that from happening. Even if it isn't our fault, we, we are really good now at let's put that away. Yeah. And you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to go back on that. Like even we don't feel like it's our fault sometimes, but there are two sides to every story or there's three in this. Well, there's a lot of sides to every story and everyone has a different perspective and sees things from a different lens. So whereas we could feel like something, someone else's fault on the flip side, they could feel like it's us who's being different. Like there's, there's just already, there's so many lenses to look at things through and one of them is right. And we feel like we know what's right, but that's just our opinion, right? That's our perspective from it. So it's important to remember that as well. So you know, you have to just kind of look at things from a bird's eye view. Yeah. And I think one of the things that I've thought about is, okay, am I angry or angry over what's going on or an angry person? I don't even know how you put it. Or is somebody else making me angry? And then once you figure out which one it is, then it's easier to, you know, if somebody's making you angry, you just have to accept and put it away and try and deal with the situation. If you're angry, okay, what do I do to get this, get rid of this anger? Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense or whether you understand, but that's usually the way I've been looking at situations lately is, okay, am I angry because of something that person has done or am I just angry right now because of things going on in my, in my life? And then I can look and say, okay, I'm angry because of something that person's done, but what am I going to do to accept it and move on and try and resolve it? Because you can't let someone control you. Yeah. You really can't. Yeah. Or you're going to be an angry, pissed off person for the rest of your life. Yeah. And if and if I'm angry, which is never, but if, I, if I'm angry, then I look at myself and say, okay, why am I why am I angry over this? What's what is the big deal? What, how can we resolve this? Right. So yeah. Oh. So bird's eye view, dissecting the situation, and then trying Grow. to address it. Grow from it. And learn. Yeah. Yeah. So the last thing is that the last point is that so many stepmoms feel upset because they didn't get firsts with their husbands. And that's, and this is mostly for the stepmoms who weren't married before, but you know, you had 
I remember the day before our wedding, I was feeling super insecure because I didn't feel like it was as important for you because you had done this before. And what made walking down the aisle with me different than walking down the aisle the first time or when we got pregnant, you know, before, remember when I was sitting on the stairs bawling because you knew what to expect with labor and I didn't know what to expect. And it was, I felt like maybe our baby wasn't going to be as important to you because it was your fourth and it was my first or even, you know, moving, we've never bought a house together, right? You didn't get your first house with me. You did it with someone else. And there are so many insecurities that stepmoms have about not getting those firsts with their partner and they feel almost resentful for it. And I've been there. I've, I've had those tears for sure, but it's not true. And that's where stepmoms get in our heads. It's sometimes a good thing that it was a good thing that you knew what to expect with a baby because I didn't know what the hell I was doing. So it was nice to have someone with some sort of experience around. But, you know, the point is, is that it, it doesn't mean that it's not as it's the firsts with you are just as important as a first with someone else. Yeah, it's our first together and it, it's wonderful. I mean, I love all the kids equally. So I don't know, you know, I remember you were worried, is this child going to be as important to you? And yes, they're, I love them all equally. And the same thing with purchasing a house, you know, at the time, I didn't even think that was a big deal when you mentioned that because, you know, at the time when I bought my first house, it was stressful. And I remember it wasn't the moment you think and did things work out? And yeah, it's a moment you have, but I think you and I have done things and had our first and had glorious moments that have really made up for the fact that it wasn't first. And I think as you mature and when you're with somebody you love, it's, it's a special moment anyways when we do things. Yeah, it doesn't actually matter. And that's the thing. You get in your head and you can feel like it's not as important to them, but it actually doesn't matter. And I know it's something that stepmoms need to figure out on their own. So it's not like someone can tell you this and you say, okay, I'm not going to be upset anymore because there are those insecurities that come from it. But just because you didn't like, would you rather his first or would you rather his lasts? Right? Because yeah. he's not, you're not going to be sitting on your rocking chair at the end of all of this, looking back on your life, thinking about that first house or the memories that you had with your first wife. You're going to be thinking about the memories that you had, you made with me because I'm your life partner. So I would rather have those lasts than the firsts. Yeah. And when, when you're with somebody, it's, it's special. And you look back, we've, we've talked about that. Some of the things that we've done over the last seven years and over seven years and it's been it's been wonderful and I, I don't really look at things I've done in the past as oh that was the first one I you know I enjoy the moments that we have but it is really and I say this all the time it is some it's just you have to let time do its thing with these things like it really is as time goes on you'll realize what's actually important and what's not and you know I even like I moved into the house that Darren lived in with his first wife and the kids before so I moved in here and you know that first night when I moved in I opened the drawer to put in my makeup into the drawer and there was leftover makeup and just stuff from when his first life, wife had lived here. Like some of the junk drawers had just, just their junk and their receipts from going away and stuff in the house. Like that was really hard for me because I didn't get a, to have that new house with him. I didn't get that fresh start together. And then I had these constant reminders that this is the house that he had lived in with another woman. And that was super tough for me. Those first couple of years, all I wanted to do was move. I just didn't want this to be our forever home. But as time went on, 
I put my own touch on it. I empty the junk drawers. I organize things and put my, you know, it just made it feel like our home and not their home. And now, now I don't, I wouldn't even really think about moving. Yeah, no, you've made it your own. And again, put your own touch and you love the place. And, you know, and I understand that when you, when you first came in, but I think you've done a wonderful job making it your own and putting your own touch on the place for mm -hmm. sure. And, you know, when that happened and when I'd be super emotional about it, you didn't get it. You didn't really get why I didn't like living in this house. I can remember you saying, it's not a big deal. It's just a house. I don't understand why you're so upset about it. I don't really think about her in this house anymore. I think about it as our house. But I think that's also super important for stepmoms to remember is that you're just more emotional than your husband. You overanalyze things more than your husband. You're thinking about things more than your husband. And the things that you think are important aren't necessarily something that he's putting time into. Yeah. I, it, you know, I understood a little bit, but not as, as much as you did. But again, it's back to that time thing. You've been in this house longer than I was in it before you came along. Yeah. So, I mean, by almost double. So it's, we've been here a lot longer. So it's got yeah. a lot more memories with us than it does before. And I can even remember when, you know, she would come up the driveway or be dropping off the kids or doing something. I'd feel a little weird. Does it, does it feel weird for her that I'm sitting here in the house where she used to live? And I had this awful kind of pit in my stomach for a while. And now it literally doesn't even cross my mind that you lived here with someone else. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah. That's the time thing. <laughs> that's, the, that's It's the time thing. And I had to do a little bit of purging. <laughs> And change some colors and paint and flooring and a few things. Yeah. Uh, you know, you just, it, yeah, you got to, you got to redecorate, you got to do your thing and just, we're kind of off on a tangent here, but you know, as time goes on, none of this matters. So I think the point is you can look at situations and you can look at all of the reasons why you can feel insecure or upset or why they're challenging and why they make you feel the way they do. Or you can look at positives because there are positives in any situation. There are lessons in every situation. And when it comes to second marriages, the, there are so many good things about being the second instead of the first. Because A, you get to be the last and you get a better version. Much better. <laughs> yeah, I think so. All right, honey. Well, thank you so much for uh, coming on again. You're welcome. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Okay, guys, if you like this podcast, please do me a little favor. Take a second and subscribe on iTunes and then screenshot this podcast. Give it a share in social media and tell your friends what you think. And hey, don't forget to tag me so that I can thank you for helping me spread the word. Thanks so much, and I will talk to you next week.